Peter, it feels intense this week. I have to I have to get to the first thing first though because I am not Samson. I'm not the biblical man Samson. And many people have had questions and concerns. I did in fact get a haircut. And you Peter, you got to see what was in the car when I pulled up today. A bag of hair. A bag of hair. I haven't quite figured out exactly how to present this hair. Uh, and I haven't figured out how to split up this hair. But I can guarantee a, a wild presentation of how you will have avail- availability to own the hair. You can own parts of the hair. We'll get to it. I know I mentioned it last week. I haven't gotten it down to a science yet of how we're going to do it. Peter, how do you rate the haircut, though? I gotta get, I mean, I just got to ask. 11 out of 10. 11 out of 10? You don't think my Padawan braid is too much? No, I think that counts for the extra point. That's the it gives you it gives you an extra point and it lets people know you're an outlaw because I, mean, I didn't blonde. honestly I didn't see it at first and I, I was like when are we starting the boy band because that's what I think about the rest of your haircut yes yes and then I saw the braid and I was like well this is a, I guess a Jedi boy band I, I have been playing a lot of Star Wars on Twitch recently and I did get called out for that uh, falling in but I do want to say that Priors who is my design partner for wrestling is gay a lot of my merchandise Priors said publicly that I have wanted this for almost 13 years, 12 years at least that he can mention, that I have always wanted a Padawan braid on the side of my head. And I have found the moment at the age of 31, almost 32 in June, a grown man in the prime of my life, I have found the time to have a beautiful blonde Padawan braid. Effie is fine. I loved having long, sumptuous hair, but I was really tired of people ripping it the fuck out of my head, Peter. It gets annoying. When you look around the ring and all you see are clumps of your hair being ripped out because you've just dyed it over and over, and your boyfriend is going, I think there's a chunk missing in the bag. You go, you know what? I think we're going to clear the slate. People were complaining I didn't do it in a hair versus hair match or whatever because that's like the wrestling tradition, but like... Here we are. Uh, you're talking to Effie. I'm not. It, I don't want to do the same tropes. I don't want to do. I don't want to have the same stakes. Y'all know who's losing a hair versus hair match when I walk out with the with what's left of the luscious mane. You know what's going down. It's not a mystery. There's nothing lost to it. Now let me tell you about a real mystery, though, Peter. We have a brand new sponsor this week, and it's a sponsor who I've actually known for a long time. This makes me very excited. I like being able to. Uh, put attention to what my friends are doing. And Steve Mesa is one of those friends. And I've known Steve through much of the Florida indie scene. Steve, like me, has had to move around and he has filmed everywhere. He has seen the stars rise. And he has also been able to get his vision of what wrestling is through with his videography, with his editing, with what he's done for other superstars and putting them over in a way where audiences can see them in the light that he sees them. And I think it's always an important light. And now he has started sponsoring independent talent. His media company is growing. And so I do want to draw attention here to Mesa Media. And you can find out about what Steve is doing with Mesa Media first, if not foremost, on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash Mesa Media 1, Ichiban number 1, or on the YouTube, which is under his name, Steve Mesa. Steve has been around a lot of Effie matches. Steve has been around a lot of the history of Effie, and he's someone that I always enjoy talking to who has a big perspective of what wrestling can be, not limited at all. Hit him up for your media needs. Hit him up for video packages. Hit him up to check out you know, what he's able to do if you're doing a whole show, the kind of filming he can do. He does single superstar things all the way up to making sure your whole show looks presentable, helping film, streaming, all that kind of stuff. Reach out to Steve Mesa, Mesa Media, once again on Facebook, facebook.com slash Mesa Media One, or on YouTube, look up Steve Mesa. I believe also on Twitter and Instagram, Mesa Media, look it up. We love Mesa Media. Thank you for sponsoring Weekend at Effie's. 
And what a weekend it's been, Peter. You know why? Because you took the weekend off. I took the freaking weekend off. And I think there have been times I've taken the weekend off where I say, naturally, Peter, I don't think we have anything to discuss this week. And I think that's fair. When I came to you to do the podcast, I had very simple rules, which was, I just want to talk. I'm kind of an idiot. It might not be all the time. I don't want to get locked in a contract or anything. Um, and we're not. And it's, we're, we're putting out the episodes we want to put out. We're talking about what we want to talk about. And I had a few things to talk about. This is the first time I've ever come in with like a list of things. And in a week where nothing happened, I feel like I'm going, I have lots to talk about. I have so many things because I've been sitting at home doing work and just like reflecting on my life. And that's when you finally catch up to stuff. But this is huge news, Peter, because first, before we even talk, I'm going to take you through the haircut because it was actually hilarious. And knowing that I have the bag of hair in the car and a Padawan braid, it's an interesting circumstance. But first I have to say... I want to get his name right. I want to shout him out. Maybe I shouldn't give the full name because I don't want to do that. Uh, Steve on Twitter who follows me. I was locked out of my Facebook. A hacker took over my Facebook. And you know what? I don't check my personal Facebook. I don't care. There's you know friends and family there. You check in with them. If you've added me on it, I don't look at it. I don't care. But I got locked out. And I was just nervous because it's attached to my Instagram page. It's attached to my Facebook like Effie page, which is like a, you know, more of a fan page message booking kind of thing. And I didn't want to lose access to all that, you know, even though the Facebook is something I just, I just don't care about. But I was hacked. I tweeted about it. Steve, right into the DMs. He helped me get back into the account. This stuff is really more complicated. And these hackers are crazy. They got in, they changed the email, they made my account disappear. They then had access to everyone. And could do what they wanted. And then when I go into reset, they've set up a, an algorithm, a code generator that I don't have access to. So when I reset, they get the code of the reset instead of it coming to me or my email. Oh my God. So I had to go straight to the top and Steve helped me. He went right to Zuckerberg. You know, he said, you better help Effie. You better get this handled. And of course the man bowed his knee. He helped out Steve. Thank you so much. What an incredible time. I have my Facebook back and Peter, I'm here to tell you, I don't care. But I'm only telling you this as a warning because recently in wrestling, there's a new trend. This is the warning to everyone. A lot of wrestlers don't make as much money as you think. This is not a slight. But sometimes they fall for social media scams, okay? Recently, those scams have been PS5. So they'll get a message from someone saying, oh, I'll sell you this PS5, you know, just log in with your Instagram. And they do, of course, or their Twitter. They do, of course. I know you're making this face right now like you're surprised that men who get hit in the head often fall for internet scams. Oh, sorry. It is what it is. And so there's this whole thing right now. People, you know, they either wanted the free shoes or the free PS5. They're all getting hacked. They're all getting messed up. But I got a new one the other day, too. Like, these are constant all the time. Effie's not falling for that. I don't know how they got in, but they hacked me out. But this guy sent me a a thing about cash app. And he said, Oh, what would you do with a thousand in your cash app? I said, I would, ju- I would pay the deficit brother. It's expensive being Effie. And he sent me a screenshot that looked like he'd sent me money and then tried to voice call me. Someone I don't know. I didn't answer. And, uh, when I responded and said, where's my money? Cause it wasn't in the account. It's like a fake screenshot. Um, nothing again. So I reported it. Here's what I'm saying to wrestlers. It's easy to get hacked. Even if you're not trying to get hacked, There's no such thing as free Nikes. There's no such thing as free shoes. You're not getting a PS5. No one in America can get a PS5. You know how I got one, Peter? Because the boyfriend knew I wanted it so bad. He bought the weird bundle with stuff we don't need just to make sure he could get the PS5. 
That's the trick. Get the you go. Who's buying the weird bundle? People who want the PS Five. Mm-hmm. We're not worried about the bundle. We're just paying a we're paying a premium here. Don't get hacked. The haircut, Peter. I was so nervous. I woke up, looking at my hand, taking it in, and the facts are the facts. It has undergone heavy weathering, many fights. Has been through it. This rat tail holds a lot of history in it. The hair in the car it holds a lot. Of, it's been there for a lot of iconic moments. There's no other hair that has lived through those moments. It's the last remnants of a an epic Terry Fuck level run, and I had to get rid of it. And I went in, and this is like a real salon. I'm probably gonna name drop, but this is like the real deal. And at first, I felt some embarrassment, Peter. And I'm very confident in who I am as a person. Could you my, name drop them in case I know it? The Craig McQueen Salon in the Buckhead area. They're fantastic. I have no complaints. They're great. Okay. And I'm going to brag on them. But I park the car. I'm in an ensemble, darling, which is you know just a real froofy sweater and a coat that's too tacky. And the hair is wild. And I'm just flowing. And I only bring this up to say that right next to the Craig McQueen Salon is like... The butch dude, it's called like boardroom haircuts for dudes who are business. And here I am just flouncing through this parking lot, the wind in my hair, you know, probably vaping and looking and going, here's here's where the men go for their haircuts. I have to go to the salon to deal with my delicate gold locks. But I made the right damn choice. Not only did I have an artist styling my hair, and I'll tell you how I figured that out. They have check-in people. They brought me a smock. They helped me put the smock on. You're going, they do that at Great Clips too. I'm talking about a double smock so my clothes didn't get ruined. This is next level. Kind, polite, sweet. And then a woman came to get me and she said, I'm the assistant. I'll be assisting Joelle. And shout out Joelle. We'll get to Joelle. And I'm going, hold up. Y'all got two people here already that are here to service and a front desk. This is incredible. Shampoos the hair, gives it a clean wash, little massage, feeling good. Get to the chair. And this is the moment, Peter, where, and you know this better than most people. When you are Effie, you have to be careful because there's a line between being a braggadocious prick who's an F-less celebrity of a niche of a niche and owning the fact that I'm fucking Effie, all right? And so, obviously, I'm in a very high-end salon. I'm not getting that many haircuts, so this is a big one-timer. I have to now explain what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. I said, hello. I said, you will be cutting off most of this hair today. And then I said this. I go, I have a bag in my pocket. And I'm only giving you the exact quote because it's so ridiculous. She paused and stiltered and she goes, what is in the bag? And I go, nothing yet. And I'm not thinking this sounds menacing, but I just came in full blonde, looking crazy, got to the assistant and I go, I'm going to need to keep as much of that hair as you can when you cut it off. And she goes, oh, I thought you were going to say you had a gun in the bag or you were going to rob us or you had, you know, drugs in the bag that you had taken or something. And I was like, oh, God, no, I didn't even nothing was processing that I was coming across as this weird, odd, threatening creature. And so she had this kind of sigh of relief. She said, that's easy. We do that sometimes. Whatever. Are you donating it? I said, sort of to capitalism, I guess, sustainable capitalism. There's only so much hair. She happily kept the hair. But this is where I had to drop the bomb, Peter. And I was like, this is, yeah. I said, either side, left or right. She went left. So now I got to pierce the right ear just to let him know how I feel about Dick. I said, I've got to keep, I said, I said, have you seen the movie Star Wars? This is how I started it. And I'm laughing because it's just the absurdity of how this went down. And she goes, no, not a fan. And I go, all right. And then the assistant comes up 
And so I say, oh, she's a little younger. She's kind of got some, I mean, it's Kylo Ren eye, eye makeup. I figured she knew about Star Wars. Right. I said, well, you've seen Star Wars, right? And she goes, no. I go, all right, well, I need a rat tail to the side. <laughs> she goes, what, like a big chunk of it here? And I go, yes, and I'd like it braided uh, as a long side rat tail, much like the film Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace from 1999. She goes, I'll trust your judgment on it. She holds it, she braids it, she does it. Great haircut. I mean, I feel like I, I look confident. My jawline's showing now. When you have that much hair on your head, people can't quite see exactly that face line. And now you've got that face line in. We're smiling. We're loving it. We get towards the end of this. She's doing the braid. She's getting it done. And then she's like, you know, we've been chatting. She found out about me. Salon people, we chat. And so she's learned, you know, okay, well, I had this hair. I'm doing this hair. I'm a wrestler. I'm this. And then at the end... I show her a picture of me on Instagram and she goes, oh my God, he has a mustache. And then she was so pumped. We, she's bragging to everybody in the salon. I'm cutting a celebrity's hair. I'm walking out with my bag. I had a black. I wish I could get a large scale haircut with odd demands every week. I felt like a superstar celebrity. Here's the deal, folks. And this gets into our next category today. And Peter, I'm just, I'm talking. And I know people out there are like, Effie needs to let Peter talk sometimes, and we will. But the mystery of Peter somehow is this little, it's the crumbs left a, 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 upon the way, folks. This podcast is not going anywhere. We will grow. We will have new stories. We will have many new tales ahead. But we're going to let that reveal build out over time. We're talking about, you know when people play a video game and then they go, I want to see all the movie parts again, and they just go cut those like little 20-second clips out of the game that are the the in-between yeah. parts and you can just watch the whole game yeah. without having to play it. Well, one day down the line, 10 years from now, they'll put together a little, like, here's the full Peter. We've gone through 10 years of clips. <laughs> Everything's built of 10 second clips. I had to cut my hair for a reason. Okay. Because truth be told at this point, Effie is fine, but it was becoming a bit of a distraction. As I mentioned, some of the distractions, like it's all over the ring and it's falling out and it's tangled after a match. And I can't always directly go get great conditioner and have a nice shower. And sometimes I go directly on a plane smelling like shit. Cause I just wrestled someone and my hair's falling out and it's up in a hat. Hammerstein, as we discussed, was a fucking embarrassing moment. All right. This is the biggest independent show, biggest career. I'm yelling about clout vampires once again, folks, it's not a mystery. Jeff Jarrett penned me in that ring. Under GCW rules, he can use the guitar. We can hit each other in the nuts. All that happens. Uh, I was so embarrassed after that I just said, I've got to refocus. I've got to get serious. I'm fun. The fans love it. But they're expecting me at this point to lose. They're expecting me to lose. And I just want to be clear that this next thing I'm going to bring up, I'm bringing up solely to laugh at. Now, Effie and Jeff Jarrett, I don't think are done. We're not finished. We've still got heat. He's talking like, you know, and bragging about me to every news outlet. Like it's over. Like we did a seven month feud and now we're through it. It's, it's not done. And I'm still mad and I'm refocused and I'm about to do blood sport Effie and just wreck everybody with a, with a rat tail and a sick boy band haircut and just look thick and jacked. But I have to like, I have to bring you into this, Peter, because this is, I don't think that if the wrestling world, I don't think if the wrestling world, uh, if the people in the wrestling world who are sort of the, the establishment, the people who have set the parameters, the people who have uh, set us up, 
to have expectation of what wrestling is and what uh, it's supposed to be, that sort of, they're not supposed to like exactly what we're doing. They're not supposed to love exactly what we do. I've got to take a second, Peter, here, because I've got to find this for you. We're going to read as a gag. And like I said, I'm refocused. Effie's very serious. It's not a different Effie. I'm not trying to impress anyone other than Effie. I am focused on making sure I'm putting one. I've got a big set of months coming up, and this refocused Effie is in. But I'm building this up, Peter, because I want you I want you to know what the number one wrestling journalist in the world thought. And he did not like the GCW show. If he had liked it a lot, I think, and I'm not saying that he didn't have real criticisms. There's a lot of things we're working on. We're a new company. We're in a big growth period. GCW is doing a lot at once. And if not everything hits at a 10 for you, all right, well, that's part of the gig. I've got to read to you the review that he gave to this, to this match. Dave Meltzer. Now this is a man who he is. He doesn't wrestle. He follows MMA. He follows wrestling. Uh, once I find this image and we'll probably have to do some weird cutting here to get to this. I want to show you him first, not because I'm making fun of anyone's appearance, but I want you to know that like, this is the guy that everybody's like, if he rates you high, like you must really, you must be the best at pro wrestling. Now, first I'm just, this is the most famous picture. And I like, I literally have no problem with him as a person. I don't, I don't care. I just, this, what we're pointing out here is the absurdity of the, like a hierarchy of someone who, I, I just, you never know why people get the voice they get. So we, I need you to imagine he's in this room. I'm showing you a picture of the room he writes in at his house. He's had to sit down and had to, as a grown man who writes about hundreds of wrestling matches, he had to write what I'm about to read you on the air. Okay. Oh, what? And just look at the floor. Oh, God. Oh, this is insane. So for eleven ninety nine a month, you can get his thoughts on wrestling, and you'll be a member of describe his club. that f- describe that room that you just. Everyone who's me. listening has probably seen this picture. I mean, it's just there's stuff everywhere. There's lucha masks on the wall, which are incredible. There's cool art, but it's just it's a it looks like a nightmare zone. I'm going to read this to you. This is match eight from GCW, the World on GCW Hammerstein Ballroom. Dave Meltzer's review of Jeff Jarrett pinned Effie in eleven minutes and twelve seconds. Jarrett worked the match in jeans with a sleeveless t-shirt. He looked great physically for 54, but did very little in the match and was much slower moving than the last time I'd seen him wrestle, which was years ago. Fans chanted for Effie to suck his dick. Effie does a total gay character, and he's really popular, but his punches looked horrible. Jarrett was whipping Effie with his belt and choking him with the belt, but the idea is that Effie liked it. Effie's comeback also looked really bad. He came back and whipped Jarrett with Jarrett's own belt. Effie used a low blow and got the guitar, but Jarrett got the guitar and hit Effie with it. He no-sold the guitar shot and smiled, but Jarrett used the stroke for the pin. The fans hated Jarrett winning. If this means Jarrett is back for more matches, that would be the right result because he shouldn't lose the first time. Jarrett ended up bleeding from the head and Effie from the nose. One quarter of a star. I love it. I'm obsessed with this paragraph of text existing. You know me, Peter. I'm a button pusher. I love this. And now to have the legendary historical source of wrestling known as Dave Meltzer, who, and this is a big rumor, folks, I've addressed this before, at the War Games in Chicago, when there was, during my entrance, prelude to my entrance, and when my entrance began, a large-scale chant of not MDK for Nick Gage, but MD Gay for Effie, many have said that Dave Meltzer and his beautiful tight denims he was the one who started the chant. 
and I I refuse to go give him a meet and greet. And so I don't know. I don't know if this is right or not. I don't know. But I need you to understand how excited it makes Taylor that Effie has permeated deep enough to make this grown man sit down and write this paragraph out for real. They're, they're choking Effie, and he likes it. It's incredible. I gained my quarter star. If I get, if I do eight more quarter star matches, I'll have almost two and a quarter stars. And then you're halfway to five stars. I mean, hell, this is working out. I'm going to be a seven star guy by the end of this if he keeps giving me these stars. They are cumulative. I've just decided. $11.99 a month, and I'll give you all my thoughts on the matches I've seen. I just needed you to understand it, Peter. And as an outsider to that world, I mean, people are real serious about what this guy thinks. Wrestlers, oh, really? They're wrestling for Meltzer. I always joke to guys in the back and go, Triple H isn't watching the camera. But really what we should say is like, Meltzer's not watching your matches. I think he like felt like he had to because it was the bigger show. He never reviews us. He never. He's not into it. The incident he's kind of GCW known for, when Matt Cardona beat Nick Gage for the Game Changer Wrestling Championship, fans were just throwing shit at him. Bottles, pizza cutters, trash. And he was like, GCW set up plants to throw things and it's so dangerous and ignorant. And all the people were like, no, nah, we fucking hate that guy. We were throwing trash at him. And of course, Ricky Morton was like, that's fucking, that's what heat should be, brother. That's heat. So historically, he's not been too fond of us, but I am, I'm reveling in it. I'm so excited to be oh, featured fantastic. in that capacity and that he had to type this out. Wrestling's fucking gay, Peter. By the time this podcast comes out, or at least within a few hours, we will have the next Wrestling Is Gay drop, available at wrestlingis.gay. It has been a long road to get here. We will have a variant of the Hammerstein shirt. We will have a brand new NWO ripoff shirt, because it's so sick. And we will have, bump up a bump, if you've watched the Twitch, you know, drum roll please, the freaking two-foot gay fantasy thwomp fans that say wrestling is gay make it gayer they are loud they are huge they are bright they are readable from 100 yards it's incredible peter we're dropping it on thursday i'll have them this weekend uh the news i don't know if it's dropped yet but i'm added to another show this weekend so i'll see part of you and then i will be in florida for fest it's gonna be sick now another thing we have to talk about that we're going back and we're sort of reviewing a lot of the fallout of Hammerstein because there's been a lot since then. I got to go last week and visit uh, with one of my good friends, Robert, who he is a resident of Australia now. He is a resident of the country. He lives there most of the time. His parents live here. I love his parents. I've known this guy since I was 14, maybe. Like We just go way, way, way back. And so I went to visit his family. We went out to breakfast. We're all together. I get a call from a New Yorker reporter. Now, I've got to tell you, Peter, pretty stoned at brunch. <laughs> Hopped up on coffee, having a little million-dollar bacon at the first watch. Pretty good for a chain. Got to tell you, the first watch brings it. But you got to bring the cinnamon roll back, guys. First watch, cinnamon roll. You fucked up. Bring it back. I get a call. I go, I got to go take this call. And... I'm in a mood, Peter. I'm still a little mad I lost. They want to talk about this. Oh, we're doing an article about a musician who came to the show. You know, it's just a little thing we want to ask you. And they start asking to me to verify certain things. What was I wearing? So I was wearing snakeskin boots. I was wearing fishnets, which is also alien armor from the film Predators 2. Uh, and I was wearing little tight pleather daddy trunks. He goes, would you call it a thong? I said, probably by the end, but it wasn't on purpose. So I'm like, I'm getting real catty with him. And he goes... 
And your name, the name, how do you spell it? I said, E-F-F-Y, electric, fantastic, fuck you. I I just said it like this, and he goes, "Uh, is that what it stands for? And I go, absolutely. He goes, electric, fantastic, fuck you. I said, yeah, that's what it stands for, E-F-F-Y, all caps. I'm just riffing. I'm not like, he starts asking me other questions, like, who is the woman in red pleather boots who was kicking people? I said, Dark Sheik? Yeah, the Dark Sheik, the motherfucking Dark Sheik. I'm trying to give him info. Dark Sheik's name was not included. They forgot this part and just wrote, a woman in red boots kicked a double amputee because Dustin Thomas, who is a double amputee, who is also a professional wrestler, incredible. Check out his match with Tony Deppin. Check him out in the clusterfuck. Really talented guy. Instead of being like Dark Sheik and Dustin Thomas were fighting, they were just like, there was a woman kicking a man without legs. And you're going, this is not the framing we want. I tried here. I tried my best. But then they published this fucking article and... I know it's up. I know it's online. And I know this podcast this week has turned into Effie reading about Effie to you, things he's already showed you. But I just, I'm this existing again in the New Yorker. These are what we call the validation steps, Peter. I don't care about being validated, but you have to objectively look at where your validations come from and go, okay, how am I going to use this on the platform of Effie? That's the art of branding is presenting your validations and now being featured in print in the New Yorker, Business Insider, being on all these crazy podcasts, X-Pac and Lena, all these Barstool Sports I did the other week, which like, fuck them, who cares? But I'm getting to just go say my crazy shit to them. It's magic. Here's what they wrote in the New Yorker. Just part of a larger article. St. Paul and the Broken Bones. St. Paul himself came, visited the show. They wanted to describe it. He loves pro wrestling. We love St. Paul and the Broken Bones. Check out the new album from the New Yorker. Later on, a wrestler known as Effie. And they're real particular about their kerning and their fonts. This is small caps for Effie. Which is, I just, it's delightful. I'm bubbly thinking about it. In parentheses now, later on a wrestler known as Effie, parentheses, short for electric, fantastic, fuck you, who was dressed in fishnet stockings, snakeskin boots, and tight daddy trunks, flogged the heavyweight champion Jeff Jarrett, who wore a rhinestone studded cowboy hat with Jarrett's own leather belt. Jarrett conked Effie over the head with an acoustic guitar. Janeway took a video on his iPhone. The sound of death metal filled the room. Now I got clarification on the last sentence, and we're going to talk about the whole thing. They were not talking about Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, folks. They were not talking about Elton John. They were talking about Brie Wu, the Jeff Jarrett song, My World, that literally it opens with a guitar just horribly going, So Death, uh, Death Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett, now an innovator in the world of death metal to New Yorkers uh, everywhere. Conked, the verb conked. Jarrett conked Effie over the head with an acoustic guitar. Folks, I got into wrestling to poke bubbles, and now the New Yorker has reported that I got conked by Jeff Jarrett. This is fucking hilarious. I'm still going to kick his ass. I'm going to do it where we're allowed to bleed. I'm going to put some fucking stakes on the line. But this, folks, is fucking hilarious. I hope you agree with me. It makes me laugh. Peter, how do you feel about the the press reviews we're doing here? You've certainly run the gamut of uh, positive and negative, it's it. like, which is... I mean, that's exactly, that's perfect. You both made people upset and made people very happy. It's the John Cena effect that everybody goes for, which is like, there will be a reaction to John Cena. Y'all will, these old dudes who can't get laid will boo him. The hot girls will cheer him. The kids will scream for him. 
you know, the the guys like me will be like, just do more, do more movies where you're not wearing much. We love Peacemaker. So there is a reaction viscerally to John Cena, whether it is positive or negative. And that's the fucking goal. Turns out we're in the reaction business, Peter. Uh, yeah, I want people to have that reaction. And also, I've talked about this in some interviews, but maybe not here. This is a, and I might be giving away too much here, folks. The trick to Effie is that it's a lot like Animal Collective, as we were discussing earlier. If you just see the press of Effie, the way I tweet, the way I post, the way I discuss myself, the way I never include wrestling clips, the way I never do anything but talk shit, and folks, I do get hit, so I follow through on that. I want you, unless you have been fully in front of or around or in the world of Effie, if you're just getting glimpses and just watching from away, I want you to have a slightly negative opinion. I want you to be thinking, this guy seems like kind of an asshole. And this guy's kind of too full of himself. And this guy's a little too talky about what he does. And this guy thinks he's real hot shit. Because when I get you in, I have a trust in myself to go above and beyond and go beyond what your expectation is. And you'll still go a little bit of a narcissist, little crazy talks a little too much shit. You will still know these things, but you will understand a bigger picture of what I'm doing. And I hope that as people find out about me through these little glimpses, Effie known as electric, fantastic, fuck you and his fishnets in the New Yorker. Someone's going to read about that and go, huh? Someone's going to read Meltzer and go, well, you're doing a gay thing. I'm going to How bad are those punches? What confuses me still, and I think this goes back to like the the sort of standardization of wrestling, where a lot of it's similar, people are taught similar, but they're still sitting there going, your gimmick ain't just your entrance, you gotta work like your gimmick. I still had people the other day going, um, your first lockup should be stronger. Do you know what I'm saying when I say that, Peter? When, when you first lock up with a person, collar and elbow tie up, you are trying to get the high ground, to get them into position. You are coming equally to each other. It should be an equal grab. Whoever's the stronger should be able to take over. It's a very common trope in wrestling. I like to fuck with it. Why? Why would a demonic force who doesn't even know that he's in a fight with you, who just wants to fuck with you at first, until he is awoken and made violent and goaded enough to do it, why would I give you a stiff lockup? Oh, you want to lock up? Sounds fun to me. Let's see what happens. I'm not unconfident in my skills. I want to feel it out. I don't even mind if you hurt me a little bit right now. The story of Effie goes against some of those tropes when I tell this in a match. And so for people to come to me and go, you got to do a real stiff lockup at first, you just don't fucking get it. And you don't understand. It's, oh, I can't help them, Peter. I heard we had a lot of messages this week. I'll get off my fucking soapbox. But this is good. This is good venting. We have to get things like this out. Folks, pay the fuck attention. Wrestling's going to look a lot more like Effie and a lot less like a standard fucking armbar in the next five years. And if that's not your scene, then go fight me on it and build a scene that sells tickets and and sells pay-per-views and gets people excited and brings people to the sport. But if you're just going to masturbate the same shit over and over and complain about what I'm doing, that just sounds jealous, honey. I'm excited. Shout out once again to our sponsor this week, Mesa Media. Steve Mesa, like I said, a marvel at capturing pro wrestling, understanding pro wrestling, and putting it out in video and streaming formats. He has put together videos for me, most famously, the top 12 moves of Effie, where it's just me talking shit. So it counts down the moves, and it's just me saying, 
uh, shit to people in the matches, not including the moves or motion at all. He understands the weirdness of wrestling, but he also understands the seriousness, the skill, the heart, the soul. Mesa Media One on Facebook, Steve Mesa on YouTube, and check him out on Twitter as well. You can find him. He follows me, Mesa Media. He's doing big, th- big things. Reach out to him. Let him let him see what he can do to to bring his vision to your wrestling. Because I promise. Not enough people are watching your wrestling, and if he can bring you a little new perspective, it's probably worth it. I guarantee it. Mesa Media. Beautiful. All right. Question. Love it. Uh, the subject of this email is just Hoss. Ooh. Uh, this is from Kylie. I can't wait to see you whip ass in the Hoss tournament at New South. You're going to win, right, Daddy? So the Hoss tournament has already created a bit of a ripple effect because... Fandango, I guess Dirty Dango, legally we have to call him now, has been announced as my first round matchup. And this is a match, much like my match with Sunny Kiss, much like my match with Dalton Castle, much like many of my matches that people have been waiting for for what seems like a pretty long time or have been bringing it up at least uh, for a long time. And them getting the first round match in the Hoss, I see what's going on. And a lot of people are going, we wanted that match. We wanted that match. And I get it. And I do believe this. The Hoss tournament is stacked. Guys like Jordan Oliver, got underrated guys from that Southern scene like Braden Toon, uh, Monster Houses. I'm trying to think of who else is in the Hoss here. It's a, it's a stacked-ass tournament. And it's something I've participated in before, but I lost in the first round the first time I was in the Hoss. Uh, New South has always been a really great place to wrestle for being in Alabama. It is a super progressive place. You find out there's a lot of people there that are not as backwoods as you would imagine Alabama is. Let's get this Hoss bracket up because I kind of want to see what I'm going to be facing in the finals and what my expectation is. All right. In the, uh, we have Tyler Franks, Southern tag team specialist. Um, Michaels, which Michaels is this? You can't say Michaels. Somebody with Michaels. It's a good Michaels. Uh, Braden Toon, as I said. Uh, we've got Carino. We've got Colby Carino in there. We've got a Williams Finley. I know Finley is Brogan Finley. Uh, Williams, is that Aaron Williams? Might be Aaron Williams. Uh, Kenzie Page, I believe the only female in the tournament, versus Jordan Oliver. Huge. Alec Price, JD Drake. Alex Zane, Michael Bennett. Big deal. Carver versus uh, Brian Keith and Effie versus Dango. Here's what I see. I see Effie defeating Fandango, and I see us wrestling a lot more in the future, I hope, unless you Fed guys get scared or I get tired of putting over ex-Fed guys. Uh, I think the finals are going to look like this. I think uh, Kenzie Page sneaks a win over Jordan Oliver. I think she gets herself to the quarters. Effie versus Kenzie Page in the quarterfinals. We're going to say... we're going to say Alec Price versus versus uh, Braden Toon in the quarterfinals. We're going to say it's Effie and Alec Price in the finals. I'm winning the Hoss. See you in Alabama, March 4th and 5th. I just ran through the whole bracket of what I feel. That's how I feel, Peter. Can't wait to kick ass in the Hoss. Daddy's winning the Hoss. I'm guaranteed there for both days, so make it worth my fucking time. That sounded aggressive. Yeah, it does. Good. You want to do one more? Please. Uh, this is from Bailey. Hey, Effie and Peter, big fan of the podcast. Love keeping up with you guys. Was just wondering, what are some tips and suggestions you would have for someone who wants to get their foot in the wrestling door? All right, here's here's the big overarching suggestions. Uh, cardio and strength is more important than anything else. Any innovative move you're doing, anything new, anything you're trying character-wise, if you don't have the cardio and strength to back it up in a real-world setting, 
wrestling is heat in the fire. It's nonstop. Those that go well in high pressure situations do all right, but you got to have the cardio and strength. Have that first and also find out. They always say turn yourself to 11, but I say this, turn the front facing parts of yourself to 11. Uh, I think of Effie and I discussed this with someone the other day. I think of Effie almost as a restaurant, Peter, where if you go to a restaurant, your front of house staff is witty and fun and good with the brand. They're excited. They're they're having a time. And then the back of house is uh, cooking all the actual food and really getting the work done. But they are sometimes just covered in tattoos. They can't stop cursing. They don't understand human uh, regular social function. And Effie is both of those things. Find the forward-facing parts of yourself to turn up and turn turn the visibility on back of house down. People who've dealt with me for a long time in business know that like Listen, baby, I'm a Gemini. There can be a quick swap on things, and I can go right from Effie to I need this fucking handled at the moment. And I have always held up my end of bargains, which is why I think I'm such a serious businessman about things. But those aren't things that people want to hear about all the time. I think if I'm turning those parts up, it needs to be in a way where I am almost poking fun at them and not giving them as much credence. When we turn ourselves up to 11, a lot of times in wrestling, we start turning up everything because we think everybody wants to hear it all. And that's where you get lost. We are still portraying characters. We are still portraying entertainment. People are still coming to us to escape. And I think we get lost in the sauce of what it is. We are paid to entertain people who have paid to be entertained. This, it's my dream. It's this. I just want to be a part of it. I just want that. I think we get lost in the focus. And I don't think it's a bad thing to accomplish your dreams. But I think people who come in with that uh, incentive of, I just want to do it to try it and feel this. Those are the people who are going to get pulled into bad situations and fall for the wrong people. There's a lot of scam artists here. There's a lot of sharks here. Make sure you are objectively approaching it because when we are emotional about our dreams and emotional about this, we fall into bad ways. So I know I jumped ahead of what wrestling is. Go to a reputable school, work out all the time, get your cardio up and approach things objectively. If it's too good to be true, it's probably too good to be true. And if you appear on AEW Dark, uh, it might be once and then you've got to figure out the rest of it. So just objectively look at everything, take it in, be careful with your opportunities and enjoy yourself because I, I've told you, Peter, if it's not fun anymore, I'm not doing it. There's plenty of things I could be doing, but I'm having the time of my life and it will suck for at least seven years before you get good at it. So get ready and you might not even be good at it then. Quarter star. <laughs> what do you got to add, Peter? Oh man, I almost wanted to end it there. That was fantastic. I know you can. You can go back and cut it if you if you want to leave it there. <laughs> um, no, I don't have anything. Mercury's still in retrograde for like a full another day, and then I will have things. Perfect. Well, I hope it clears up for everybody. Nightmare Alley is on HBO Max. I think great film. Really enjoyed that film. Just carny shit, Peter. That's fantastic. God, Bradley Cooper, man. What a what a fucking stud acting stud i'm not like gonna date him but i just want to be like could you could you read othello for me bradley you want me to do all the voices yeah will you, will you do all the voices bradley like that's how i feel about bradley cooper 